The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Governor Ralph Northam says it's time to legalize recreational marijuana. His comments to reporters on Monday follow the release of a state report laying out how it might happen. Ben Pavier reports. Democratic lawmakers decriminalized marijuana earlier this year. Now Governor Northam says he has legislative and public support for legalizing sale to adults. We um, you know, want to listen and, and kind of move with our society. And as we move, we want to do it responsibly and we want to get it right. His comments follow a new study by JWARC, the legislature's research arm. It found that black Virginians use marijuana at the same rate as whites, but are more than three times as likely to be arrested and convicted. The study estimated it would take between 18 and 24 months to work out regulations and licensing for legalization. Researchers say sales could bring $300 million annually in tax revenue, money that Northam says should go toward public health programs. Ben Pavier, VPM News. The Virginia Board of Elections met yesterday to certify the state's results in the 2020 general election. But as Patrick Larson reports, delays in Richmond's review of votes forced the board to wait on several races. Robert Brink, chairman of the Board of Elections, opened the meeting only to announce the board's plan to adjourn until Wednesday. Because the Richmond Registrar's Office hasn't sent an official tally of votes, the board can't finalize the outcome of statewide races. Results were originally due last Tuesday, but several positive COVID-19 tests put most of the Registrar's Office in quarantine and delayed the counting of some ballots. The board did certify results in congressional races outside of Richmond, leaving the rest until Wednesday. The board says they expect that Richmond's results should be coming in by Tuesday night. Patrick Larson, VPM News. A judge has dismissed charges against Senator Louise Lucas, who police said conspired to damage a Confederate monument in the city of Portsmouth. The Virginian pilot reports the charges were dropped at the request of the city's top prosecutor. The Commonwealth's attorney said the elements of the charges weren't properly met. The charges stemmed from a protest in June during which heads were ripped off some of the monument's statues. One statue was pulled down, critically injuring a demonstrator. Many said the charges against Lucas were political and unlikely to withstand legal scrutiny. A group of armed protesters gathered around the Virginia Capitol last week in support of President Donald Trump, who continues to claim election fraud without evidence. As Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa reports, the city's gun ban was not enforced by police officers. In September, Richmond City officials banned guns at public events as long as police gave notice ahead of time. This ban was enforced during a Black Lives Matter protest later that month. But last week, when pro-Trump demonstrators carried assault rifles through downtown, no arrests were made. A Richmond police spokesperson said the department did not post signs to enforce the gun ban, even though the protest was promoted for days on social media. Is there are officers in our police force that, that don't support this ordinance? Councilwoman Stephanie Lynch voted in favor of the gun ban, but says the unequal enforcement is raising questions. Did they have individual beliefs that caused them to have a different type of behavior or a different reaction to this protest than maybe a BLM protest? RPD declined to answer why the ban was not enforced. Those found guilty of violating the ban could face up to one year in jail and a $2,500 fine. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. Speaker of the House of Delegates Eileen Fillercorn announced on Monday that her chamber will meet remotely during the 2021 General Assembly session. 
The decision comes as COVID-19 cases are increasing nationwide and in the Commonwealth. House committee and subcommittee meetings will be live-streamed during the session. Fillercorn says the change will allow more members of the public to participate without having to travel to Richmond. Currently, Fillercorn is proposing that the legislative session last 45 days, which is typical during a year when lawmakers aren't writing the entire state budget. Republicans want it to be 30 days instead, since the special session went on for nearly three months. Outgoing Congressman Denver Riggleman is one of the few Virginia Republicans who has congratulated Joe Biden for winning the presidency. In an interview with VPM, Riggleman says misinformation about the election is furthering the risk of violence. I think a lot of it's the country's in a very bizarre place with COVID. I think people feel powerless. And when that happens, sometimes I think people turn to, you know, maybe crazy conspiracy theories to try to make some sense of what's going on. Riggleman lost a nominating convention to former Liberty University Athletics Director Bob Good in June. The congressman says he has no plans to run for higher office again. With temperatures dropping this week, Richmond is opening its emergency cold weather shelter. But as Roberta Roldan reports, the shelter will operate differently because of the pandemic. In the past, the city provided shelter at the Annie Giles Center when temperatures dipped below 40. Everyone would sleep in the same large room. Now the city is sheltering people at a hotel on Midlothian Turnpike. Kelly King Horn is a director of Homeward, the group coordinating homeless services in the Richmond region. There's, you know, the access to sanitation, you know, having beds, uh, meals are provided, and then we have more staffing. There will also be COVID screenings when people arrive. This approach is more expensive for the city. Federal CARES Act dollars are being used to extend the hours for the homeless crisis hotline, which will serve as intake for the emergency shelter. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Anyone who is three days or less away from losing housing is encouraged to call the Homeless Crisis Line at 804-972-0813. The University of Richmond plans to put up a temporary sign marking the burial site of enslaved persons until a permanent memorial is created. A QR code on the sign links to research done by local historians about the burial ground. Their work has been included as part of the university's first-year orientation. The university leaders say the signage is an important milestone as they work to portray the full and accurate history of the land the school currently occupies. A committee from the university is consulting with descendants of individuals enslaved on the land about the most appropriate memorial to have on campus. After a contentious election season, many Americans are left feeling hurt, afraid, and more divided than ever. StoryCorps and VPM have teamed up on One Small Step, a project that aims to connect people across the political divide through the act of conversation. While Dr. Amber Vernon and C.D. Walters have several different political values, they discovered they share the experience of having children with mental health challenges. I think one of the things that we have in common is that it sounds like we both have personal experiences as parents to kids with mental health challenges. Mm. And during COVID, it's been even more challenging to get access to some of those services you know, myself, I work in the mental health field. I know how to navigate this stuff. And it's still on a personal level has been so incredibly challenging. How's your son doing these days? Well, he's doing the best he can. Mm -hmm. He lives independently and he has since the onset of his condition or disorder, which I think has been a blessing for, for all of us. Early on, it was a medication for him. He, he wouldn't take the medication. And for us, we had always been, um, you know, any other method possible, you know, mm -hmm. if we could. But the medication was a miracle. So I think had we done more research about the medication options, 
that he could have probably had just the life he wanted to, you know, have for himself. We've had a, a opposite experience where medication has not been helpful. And so really, really intensive treatment has been needed. And that has been a hard path as well. You know, there's everybody's different, you know, and it's hard as a parent to watch your kids struggle and to feel like, could I have done something different? Yes. And at the same time, they have their own choices. Yes. Well, you know, when um, my son came home sick, I guess we should say, mm-hmm. you know, I really had about was, was something myself, you know, I couldn't, um, I don't know, I couldn't return to work after um, the Christmas holiday. So it can have an effect on you. It can have an effect on you. Um, well, I would ask, is there anything you learned about me today that surprised you? Um, so what surprised me was just your openness. It means a lot to me that, that you mentioned my openness because I have a lot of fear. I think that kind of how relationships can be hurt by openness when it comes to these big topics. And that was part of why I wanted to do this is just, we don't have a relationship. I don't know you. And can I be open in a different way? What's really cool about that is when you're starting a relationship from a place of openness and honesty and vulnerability, it can start in such a healthier place. StoryCorps' One Small Step is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. For more information about VPM's One Small Step, head to vpm.org slash onesmallstep. All of the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org slash news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.